Hello, Taurus friends. I'm Annie Botticelli, and welcome to my Taurus February 2024 Astrology Horoscope Forecast. This is for you if Taurus is your sun sign, your moon sign, your rising sign, or any other Taurus placement you're listening for. What I'm going to talk about here is part of your astrological picture. And if you're a very late degree Taurus friend, so birthday is around May 15th through the rest of the sign, or Taurus degrees 23 degrees through the rest of the sign, I suggest you additionally listen to my Gemini report, as you very late degree friends will benefit from both readings. I'm calling the theme of this month for Taurus Practical Magic, a journey into the weird and wonderful. And I'll go into all the reasons why, as well as tell you about everything I think you need to know to make the most of this very magical time in very practical and productive ways. For podcast listeners, I have put the chart as the thumbnail. So if you want to take a peeky at what we're looking at, at least you have the visual reference there. On YouTube, I will be jumping back and forth through my slides to keep me organized and then showing you on the chart where the magic is happening. Starting right at the beginning here, last bits of Capricorn. Let's start there. So basically, Venus, Mars, Mercury... Still in Capricorn, this is an unusual thing in and of itself. Usually by February, we're phased out of the Capricorn placement. So good news for Taurus is that these trine make a really great best possible angle with your placements. Talk about practical magic, having the most favorable aspect in all of astrology with three personal planets, Venus ruling love, beauty, relationships, money, Mars, which rules oomph and action and ambition and impetus. Mercury, which rules information, education, news, all coming into a nice angle with your placement in the house of the ninth house, which has to do with expanded horizons. So again, this earthy, practical approach towards the magical, the mystical, the expanded, the broadened viewpoint. This is going to be a big theme this month for Taurus, and um, we, we can see it right here at the beginning. Very important to note that you won't have a time where the stars are as focused and disciplined as they are right now at the beginning of February for a while. You'll have to wait until Taurus time of the year for that to happen again, because we'll go through Aquarius, Pisces, Aries, energies, and all of those are super distracting. All right. Even though Aries is driven to action, there's still not, you know, this earthy practical energy that we have right now. So you want to take full advantage in January into early February of these Capricorn placements that not only make a nice angle for you, but also really ground in those things that need tedious focus and commitment to getting them done. Because once we get into Aquarius time and we have an abundance of Aquarius energies, things will be more distracting. They'll be more in the idea of talking and thinking and looping through your brain, maybe a little bit harder to pull those things out of the ethereal into the um, material Although we do have a lot of energy for forward movement, there is something very specific and um, really positive and productive about this um, this earthly um, earthy uh, sequence here. Okay, so the next piece is we've got six Aquarian placements. Okay, so this is a big deal. It's also very unusual that we have so much energy in Aquarius at once. And that is including on February 9th, the 20 degree new moon in Aquarius. So we've got six placements. Let's count them. Venus will get into Aquarius. Mars will get into Aquarius. Mercury will get into Aquarius. Pluto's already there. The sun is there. Then the new moon, that's six. These will all crowd your house of work, career, employment, business, 
and passion projects that are out in the world that may or may not have anything to do with money. So if you're retired or you're independently wealthy or something going on there, or money is not your primary interest, all of this energy can crowd towards passion projects and pursuits, and they don't have to have anything to do with finances per se. But for many people who have to earn money and, you know, pay bills and go through all of that, this can be very related to earning money, employment, business opportunities, expanding um, your work. And what the big key is here for the practical magic are going, okay, so when I say practical magic, remember I talked about the combining of earth energies with other energies. This 10th house that all of these six Aquarian placements are moving through is an earth house. It's the Capricorn house. It's very practical. It's very um, systematic. And now we've got, and it's very traditional actually, and now we have all of this Aquarian energy here, which is very not traditional, very unconventional, very sporadic, erratic, sometimes unstable, genius level insights, you know, futuristic thinking. And so all of this energy of practical magic, this journey into the weird and wonderful has to do with Aquarian energies applied towards your daily mundane experience. This is the theme of this time, and there are so many possibilities here. So if you have to get something worked out for work, maybe something in technology or technology can help you. If you have to get something out worked out for work, maybe the community aspect of Aquarius could help you. There are many aspects to Aquarius. One of them has to do with the things, or some of them have to do with the things we've listed already, but there's more. There's teamwork. There's your tribe, people that speak your language and get you. There are things that you're excited about, like it could be a sport and people that you group with because of that sport. It doesn't have to be related to work, you know, but networking, connecting with other people in social settings, online or in person, so many opportunities for that this month. And you may find that you have some of your practical problems alleviated from connecting with other people and seeing yourself as a member of a group and lending your voice to the bigger chorus, um, you know, as it relates to your place out in the world. So lots of wonderful opportunities here to expand beyond and broaden your horizons, see bigger solutions, and get very inventive when it comes to solving problems that you have. Okay, this energy is all about invention. So be thinking about that. And if you're an inventor, or you want to have a patent, this is also an amazing time for that. And in fact, this is amazing, an amazing time for a lot of things, especially as it relates to launches. We have two layers of open stars. If you don't know my terminology that I use, open stars versus retrograde stars, I'll give you a little tutorial on that now. One of my biggest missions with my work is to help you align with the natural rhythms. And part of how we do this is understand the rhythms that are at play from the individual placements and how they kind of feed together into the bigger story. So when personal planets like Venus, like Mars, like Mercury, those are the ones closer to us, the inner planets, when they go retrograde or appear to be going backwards in their orbit, even though they're not, from our perspective on Earth, that's called a retrograde. And it will lend itself to inward and backward going over things, not being able to see very far ahead, not, you know, basically the tide's coming in. So if you try to launch something out, the tide will just push it further onto shore. It's not going to take it out to sea. But that's not this time. January 21st through March 20th, we have our first open window of 2024. This is really important to take advantage of because we do have a very crowded retrograde storyline for this year, especially towards the latter part of the year. 
If you want to see my February Astrological Tides calendar, um, when you go to AnnieHelpsYou.com, you can sign up for my secret star portal. I do have um, the whole year of the of this um, calendar there. But for our purposes here, I can give you, you know, a few months ahead here or a few months at a time, which is January 21st through March 20th. We're free from personal planet retrogrades and their shadow periods. The shadow periods are the times leading up to the retrograde and after it that also tend to have that murkiness. So what is it good to do in open stars? Everything important that you want to be in effect for a long time, engagements, weddings, big commitments, travel can be easier. Anything having to do with um, big purchases or big sales or investments or estate planning or getting loans, signing paperwork, agreements, moves, all of those things are going to be much easier in stars that are direct. And you've got this awesome launching pad, January 21st through March 20th. Now, if you want to kick that up, a notch, wait till the 27th and then start the window from around the 27th to March 20th, because during that time, you'll not only have the personal planets free from retrograde in the shadow period, you'll also have all of the outer planets, the ones further from us going direct. This is very rare. Pluto, Saturn, Neptune, Uranus, Jupiter, all going direct. This is rare and wonderful, <laughs> and it really gives a lot of momentum. It helps you catch up with things in a short amount of time if you felt behind or you need to progress ahead. You know, it's like one of those things where you go to, you know, some magical land and a day is worth like multiple years. Uh, that's what this is like. So a day's worth of work could advance you years worth of progress. This is, you know, a very unique opportunity to go into the weird and wonderful, to see these unusual transits and this combination, um, you know, of factors that can erupt into glorious manifestation. Now, the outer planets will be direct from January 27th through May 2nd, but once we're in March 20th, the inner planets will start to get foggy. So although you'll be seeing certain bigger picture things moving forward because of those open stars and have clarity about certain things involving those outer planets, things will get foggy and difficult and not really the best for launching once we get, you know, past March 20th, because then the tides will be coming in right now. The tides are going out in a big way. So if you put your boat out to sea and you're trying to get to the next island, you will go further and wider and anything that you launch in this time will go further and wider. And that will be imprinted for the whole life of the, of the project of whatever you start now. Very exciting. Okay, so eclipses, we got to talk about them. We had a rough season. Taurus especially went through it the end of 2021 through the end of 2023. You all were targeted in the hot seat for the Taurus Scorpio eclipse cycle. Fortunately, that is behind you now. And now we do have more eclipse seasons, but they're not targeting you. That doesn't mean that you won't have profound change and karmic clear ups. It just means that from the perspective of your Taurus placement, you're not in the hot seat anymore. Now, we're focused on Libra and Aries energies. I'll give you the dates here. Lunar eclipse at five degrees of Libra, March 25th. Solar eclipse, 19 degrees of Aries, April 8th. We're talking about this in February because the season starts four to six weeks before the first eclipse and stretches out four to six or even more weeks after the eclipse. So February through May is the season. Imagine there's a pot on heat in between the eclipse seasons, which was like December, January, very low heat is there. So manifestations from that 
Aries, Libra, me versus we eclipse cycle that started in early 2023 and goes through early 2025 may have had some things happening. But in February, we start to turn up the heat and you'll get more bubbling and rumbling of news and manifestation and information. Once we get into March and April, it'll be bubbling and steaming over the top. Then in May, it'll start to dial down a bit, and that will be the cycle of manifestation. Things involving your autonomy, things involving relationships, that's a continued theme. I know we already did a lot of that with the Taurus Scorpio eclipse cycle. That was me, my stuff and my stuff. I mean, my stuff and your stuff. Um, and now this has to do with yourself as an individual and your relationships with others. If you want some context, think back to 2013 through 2015, when we had this eclipse cycle last Prior to that, 2004 through 2006. Prior to that, if you were around 1995 through 1997, you can think back and see some themes about me versus we at those times, and you may find that some significant things happened. If something terrible happened in that time frame, it doesn't mean that it will again happen. Sometimes there are endings to relationships, but sometimes there are beginnings, and you know there are different chapters. So it doesn't necessarily mean that the same exact thing will happen again. Because the stars are different now than they were then, but these are themes, you know, that could carry forth. Now, another layer of the eclipses, and we will go into more of this in the March and April reports, but just to touch on it now, since they will be starting up, the 12th house and the 6th house, some people get thrown off and they say, stop talking about houses. I just want to know what's going to happen. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'm an astrology teacher. So I try to tell you why things may happen, not just what may happen. And, you know, that is just a point of my work that differentiates it. Um, and it adds to the dimensions of understanding. So the sixth house, houses are fields of experience that we have as humans. The sixth house relates to health, wellness, your daily practices, pets, your office dynamics, or wherever you are every day, your daily routine. The 12th house relates to your ethereal space, your psychic space, your subconscious mind, your quiet personal pursuits, your private life and your private world, ethereal versus mundane. So these are also being, these polarities are also being aspected with this eclipse cycle. So for these times, 2023 through 2025 and the early parts and those, you know, years I gave you prior, there's a revolution going on for you of getting more in touch with your psychic space. And again, bringing this practical magic, because if you tune into something intuitive, intuitively, it can help you make decisions on a practical level. Some people who don't like to use words like metaphysical and ethereal will say it was my gut guess what? That is your intuition. That is your subconscious mind giving you a physical or physiological response that you feel, you know, in your midsection when you're sensing that something is good or bad or to pursue it or to not. You know, that's a way of dancing around the ethereal topic that, you know, we're multidimensional beings and a gut feeling is an intuition. And this is, you know, the multidimensional ethereal part of yourself and this storyline is going to be very much aspected during these eclipse cycles. Okay, so now let's talk about this full moon at five degrees of Virgo on February 24th. Because it is in fellow Earth signs, so it's going to make a trine for you. All right, so fullness, completion, fruition, drama comes to the energy of Virgo. We talked a little bit about Virgo. It's ruled here by the sixth house. And 
This is, you know, pets, health, daily routine, office dynamics, fullness, completion, fruition, drama coming to this space. Maybe you get your perfect pet and you give your a pet a forever home. This is an amazing time to do something like taking on a new family member in the form of a pet. Um, and so if you're looking, this energy can help you with that. The days around February 24th may be especially notable. And then this happens for you in the fifth house. So other energies that are being accentuated at this full moon are passion and true love and romance and dating and children and creative ideas from idea to manifestation, whether that's a conception through a birth and child rearing, or whether it's the idea of something that's creative that you're going to create and the follow through to birthing that creative baby. So that house is going to be beautifully lit up in this trine formation. All of the Tauruses can get the goodies from this, but those of you who are close to five degrees, so that's going to be April born, um, you may get an extra kiss out of this, but you're not being left out of it if you're not in that zone, but you may notice, you know, more relevance for you, the closer to five degrees you are, which all of you in the April born are there. All right. So you see, I'm giving you some dates here and I will give you some more dates. If you like the dates and you want to know ahead of time for your planning purposes, the sweet and salty dates, the sweet and salty ratio, which by the way, we have double the sweet aspects compared to salty, um, this month, which is exciting. Plus a written, um, a write-up basically of the month ahead, go to anniehelpsyou.com, put your name and email address there. You'll have lots of astrology education. If you're learning astrology, you definitely want to be in my free VIP community because I give lots of free resources to my crew, including the February, 2024 astrology, which will be out at the end of December. And then we'll be in the archives after that in the welcome letter, which may go to spam or social folder. You will be able to find, um, the welcome letter and then you'll see the archive link there. But I am going to give you some more dates, um, just in case you're not, you know, registering for that so that you are equipped. Okay, so watch out in the days around February 8th through the 16th. We talked about the very weird and wonderful journey that the Aquarian placements can give you um, at this time. And we also have squares with the planet Uranus, which is ruling, which rules Aquarius. So we've got a lot of your, your uh, Uranian energy at this time, Aquarian energy, but one of the places where it's a little bit dicey is in the days around the 8th and the 16th because it's in a square with the sun and Mercury. Um, so you just have to be extra careful and awareful, as I like to say. February 8th is the sun square. February 16th is the Mercury square. Zapping and jolting, you know, bringing news, surprise news, information or discoveries that can upset the stability and balance. You know, whatever happens can turn out to be a good thing, but the sudden of it you know, like the suddenness of it can make you feel like you were struck by a lightning bolt. Basically, this is a very electric month and a very, these are very electric transits. So take special care around electric sources. Like I'm saying, don't clean your toaster oven if it's plugged in, you know, on an energetic level, this can be jostling and bring anxiety and erratic behavior from yourself and other people. Um, but at least the transit passes quickly. You know, you, you might just be prepared to breathe through random and sudden upsets at this time. And then we've got the yay for February 7th and 13th. We've got two nice aspects with Venus. The 7th, we've got Venus and Capricorn trying Uranus. So this time we've got happy surprise potentials. You know, um, this could manifest as a gift or a purchase of a long-awaited material item, which this month is full of opportunities for that, or paying off of major debts, sudden sweet surprises in love, money, you know, um, 
You could be overtaken with a sudden insight about your financial or love situation that brings you great joy. Um, basically, ideas for advancement can zap in now. And in the days around February 13th, and this, you know, if you're in the United States and you celebrate Valentine's Day, this is going to bring a nice energy there. Venus and Capricorn will make a great aspect with Neptune. So it's dreamy and intuitive and artistic and romantic. And again, with the practical magic, the combination of these ethereal water energies with the practical earth energies brings the insights from the heavens down into, you know, your tangible reality. So we've got all of that there. Definitely go to AnnieHelpsYou.com, put your name and email address in there. You can see other free resources that I have there. If you're into astrology education, I'm your girl. You definitely want to join my email community because you will have lots of opportunities for free astrology education. If you want to go deeper, you can see my Astrology Basics and Beyond course, which is... Um, shows you the six steps to reading charts. And if you want to go deeper and you resonate with how I teach and you want to learn, you can look at my astrology certification course, my Becoming a Professional Astrologer Mastery course that has over a hundred modules and goes so deep into teaching you how to draw out of the potentials, the infinite potentials of reading a chart, what the best things are to talk about. If you're a newbie, it can bring you from zero to doing readings in a short amount of time. If you use the system that I offer you there, if you've been studying astrology, it can help you to weave together your understandings, have a stronger foundation, and expand beyond your knowledge into your confidence of your art and your science of astrology. I hope you have a wonderful month, and I'll see you next month. Bye!